This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. to play that ball up towards the halfway line. Jacob Adeau's been caught in possession and Harvey Saunders is through one-on-one here. Early chance for Tramir Rovers. Squares the ball across and it's tapped in at the back post and that's a catastrophe for the Shrimps. They have conceded inside the first five minutes here and it was Jacob Adeau, I'm afraid, who got dispossessed midway inside his own half. And it was Saunders who ran on and it was Rob Apter who picked the ball up two yards out. Couldn't miss really back post. Sliding it in past Archie Mayer, and in the first five minutes here at Prenton Park, it's Tranmere Rovers 1, Morecambe 0. And we have absolutely shot ourselves in the foot there. Jacob's not going to want to see that again, that's for sure. No, we are inside the penalty area, that's going to be a penalty, is it, against Chris Stokes? It is. This is a catastrophic start for Morecambe inside the first ten minutes. Chris Stokes tripping his man, who just got goal side of him. Ben Speedy, no hesitation, pointing straight to the spot. And inside the first 10 minutes here at Prenton Park, the Shrimps could find themselves 2-0 down. Trip came, I think it probably was a penalty in all honesty. And it's Connor Jennings from the spot for Tranmere Rovers in front of that. Travelling Shrimps contingent away to our left-hand side. Jennings up against Archie Mayer. Famously saved two penalties for Notts County in the National League playoff final last season, of course. Let's see what he can do here. The first penalty that he's had to face wearing the Morecambe goalkeeper shirt. Referee happy. Jennings steps up, smashes it straight down the middle. Mayer goes the wrong way and Tranmere inside the first 10 minutes have doubled their advantage. It's a catastrophic start for the Shrimps. Adams, Morecambe still in possession now. Come Benny. Edge of the areas, Charlie Brown. Here's Julian Larson, right-hand tip. Brown might fancy a shot. In fact, Larson gets the shot away, takes the deflection and ends up in the back of the net. And the flag stays down and that is going to stand. It's Charlie Brown. And we've halved the arrears and we've had three goals here in the first 15 minutes at Prenton Park. It fell fortuitously to Charlie Brown's path and he made no mistake. An emphatic finish left-footed, smashing it past Luke McGee after Julian Larson's effort was, eventually, was uh, partially cleared on the edge of the area. And after a quarter of an hour here in League Two, it's Tranmere Rovers 2, Morecambe 1. Charlie Brown with his third goal of the season. How about that? As we tick into the last 10 minutes here at Prenton Park. Morecambe need to continue to knock on the door to get back on terms. Still training by two goals to one. Slew slips it out towards the Tonda. Left-hand side. Back to Slew. Just inside the Tranmere half. He goes diagonal. That might be a delicious ball, you know. It is. And well brought under control on the far side by Joe Adams senior trying to maybe drive to the byline gets the ball across when it's put into the back of the net for the equaliser by Jordan Slew great move that from the Shrimps and we didn't panic when we had the ball in the middle of the park Adams out to senior you can hear the cries of Slew from the travelling Shrimps contingent Slew he couldn't miss really two yards out into the roof of the net it goes and we are back on terms in the 82nd minute at Tranmere Rovers 2 Morecambe 2 but 
I've got to say, what a great ball in from Joel Senior from the right-hand side. There's the replay on Matt Smith's laptop into the roof of the net. Boom, back on level terms. We deserve that. Is it a bit too far out for a shot? Is it? I don't know. You'd have to go some to get it into the back of the net from there. 30 yards out. Jacob Davenport is going to absolutely fancy this. He's never scored for Morecambe. Off the bench with his bright orange boots. Could he be the hero for the Shrimps this Tuesday night? I think he's going to have a shot at goal here, you know. Eventually. Whistle's gone. Davenport does go over the wall and into the top corner it goes! And Morecambe have won it! Ran in a death! And it's Jacob Davenport! What a free kick! Run into the top corner! And there is jubilation! A real pylon in the corner and Morecambe have turned it around. They were 2-0 down inside the first 10 minutes. And in the last minute of stoppage time, Guion Edwards foul 30 yards out and upsteps Jacob Davenport to curl it beautifully into the top corner with his left foot. And it's going to be a happy homecoming for Jed Brannan against his former club. Davenport off the bench. Tranmere Rovers 2, Morecambe 3. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Well... I said it was a bit far out for a shot as well, didn't I? What do I know? And that has sent the, what, 500 or so Morecambe travelling contingent away to our left-hand side into absolute ecstasy. We kick off. Referee puts the whistle to his lips and Morecambe did win it with the last kick of the game. Courtesy of that free kick by Jacob Davenport Morecambe found themselves 2-0 down inside the first 10 minutes and it was two uncharacteristic defensive mistakes you have to say courtesy of Jacob Badeau inside the first five minutes just got robbed in the middle of the park Saunders ran on squared the ball through to Rob Apter and the Blackpool only two yards out couldn't really miss it was 2-0 inside the first 10 minutes Stokes a judge to have tripped a Tranmere man in the penalty area upstep Connor Jennings and send Archie Mayer the wrong way it was 2-1 in less than 15 minutes as we halved the arrears courtesy of a Charlie Brown fizzing effort with his left foot after the ball fell fortuitously into his path from a Julian Larson effort Brown lashing it in to half the arrears with less than 15 minutes on the watch 2-1 at half time then but what a comeback for Morecambe in the second half fist pumps galore by Jed Brannan and by Dave Fitzgerald as well and the rest of the coaching staff Barry Roach everybody was on the pitch when that winner hit the back of the net but before that we were knocking on the door we hadn't really significantly tested Luke McGee the Tranmere Rovers goalkeeper and that was until Jordan Slew slid it in from almost underneath the crossbar inside the last 10 minutes. And it was a beautiful ball through the middle of the park, out towards the right-hand side. Joel Senior with it, delicious ball in. And Slew did the rest, slid it into the roof of the net for the equaliser. And we thought at that point that that was going to be a very decent 2-2 draw. 
given the fact that we were 2-0 down as boos echo around Prenton Park as the Tranmere Rovers players make their way down the tunnel. But Jacob Davenport had other ideas. He's not even been in the squad for the last few weeks for various reasons, but he came off the bench, brought on in place of Jake Taylor inside the last 15 minutes or so. And it was Jacob Davenport with his first goal in the Morecambe shirt. And what a goal it was as well. Free kick, 30 yards out. Guion Edwards did all the running. He was just about to pull the trigger when he was appended. Definite free kick. And from that, Davenport bent it, arrowed it straight into the top corner. As Jed Brannan fist pumps the travelling away contingent here at Prenton Park. Davenport sending the travelling shrimps into absolute ecstasy and completing the turnaround for Jed Brannan against his former club he so so wanted to get a result tonight did Jed against his former club the side who signed him as a teenager and brought him up through the ranks played well over 200 games nearly 250 appearances that Jed Brannan made in the 90s for Tranmere Rovers this is the first time that he's played uh, or he's been up against them in the EFL so he so, so wanted to really, really do well. Wasn't looking good after 10 minutes, I have to say. But we have absolutely turned it around. And yet again, how many times have we said this this season? It's the substitutes off the bench that have made all the difference. And when Jacob Davenport came on, he was full of running, full of energy. And what a quality free kick to win the game here at Prenton Park this Tuesday night by three goals to two and that is Morecambe's third win in a row and if I look at the semi-live league table which I will try and bring up for you in just a, a moment's time Morecambe moving on to 46 points how about this Shrimps fans Morecambe three points outside the playoffs with a game in hand at least a game in hand on every side above us going in to a game against AFC Wimbledon also on 46 points this coming Saturday well Jed a 3-2 win over Tranmere Rovers tonight just sum that game up after being 2-0 down well uh, no we started the game off we started the game quite well but give two silly goals away silly penalty but we, we played really really well first half I was delighted the way we played the, the way we knocked the ball about the way we got in the pockets just what we worked on and it worked absolutely absolute today the lads all wanted the ball they were all brave and I, to be honest with you when we scored the, uh, the first goal I knew we were in the game I knew if we kept going we'd, we'd, get, we'd score second half and broke we on slew on and we did and it a fantastic performance I'm absolutely delighted with it Talk about the winning goal, Jacob Davenport, 25-yard free kick, 94 minutes on the clock, last kick of the game. You can't write it, really. You can't, you can't. Um, it, it kills you when you get beat on a goal like that late on, it really does. But um, i seen him lining up, I thought, don't shoot, don't shoot, just whip it in. And there you go, right in the top corner, and I got booked for it, never moved the muscle, all the staff were on the pitch, and I got booked. You must be so pleased with Jacob as well, though. I am, yeah, he's, he's had a few injuries, he, he's a top, top player, he... he, he He's great to come on, uh, control, he can control the game for you, he play great pass to the ball and uh, he's really, really aggressive and good in the air for a size, but I'm made up the way for him today, yeah. The difference for you now, maybe, is the fact you just said you were 2-0 down after 10 minutes, but you always thought you were going to get back into this game. That's that's a massive difference from where you were a few weeks ago. Well, I'd say a few times we've gone to go behind lately and, and uh, show great character and come back and gone on to win the game. So... As I said today, the way we were playing and the way they were against us, we, we were cutting them open at times. We, we created so many, so many chances across us today. 
I was never in doubt, to be honest. Talking about character determinations, he scored a lot of late goals in recent weeks and they've bagged you some vital points. Well, the game's 90 minutes, isn't it? Well, 95 minutes now, 96, whatever. So we've just got to keep going till the end. And we know that we're a very fit team and very quick. And we're going to create chances, so we'll just keep going till the final whistle. You were 2-1 down at the break, and I, I said to myself, I think that's probably the best 45 minutes I've seen from you. Uh, well, the best 35, anyway, after the first 10. I thought, if you get back into this game, and then they, they sort of sneaked into a bit second half, missed a great chance to go 3-1 up, but you came back into it strongly, two goals in the last 10 minutes. No, you're spot on. Exactly, you just summed the game up completely. Uh, we, we were brilliant first half, except for the first 10 minutes, and they should have scored second half, and uh, Rob Apter went clean through. But how many chances did we miss? We missed quite a few chances tonight. Uh, some fantastic crosses in by Joel and David. So, even itself out, I thought we were the better team tonight, overall. Three away wins on the trot. You're away again this weekend. Uh, just hopes to go on and on. Well, I said the other day in the press conference, you've just got to take every game as it comes. I know that's an old cliche, but you have. You've just got to keep going for the next game. And We've got Wimbledon away uh, Saturday, so I'll go into that game full of, full of confidence, especially after the way we passed the ball tonight, and see where it takes us. Some good performances all round again. The engines that uh, Nelson Cumbeni and Joe Adams have got are tremendous, aren't they? Yeah, there's two good players, aren't they? But not just them. Even Charlie, Charlie Brown and uh, Julian come off today for Slough and uh, Guion. They had great games. It was just uh, it's a squad game now, so you've just got to keep rotating it and keep fresh legs on the pitch. How good is it that you've got those options now off the bench? It's great. It's great. With, with Brendan's Brendan Barker's injured as well. If he was there, imagine he was on the pitch as well. But we'd have options all over. But we've got a really good squad now. And obviously we can carry on with the, the way we're playing. Talking of Rob Apter, yeah, Godson, I believe, scored and then uh, had a great chance to make it 3-1. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's the best player by a mile. Every time he got the ball, I was panicking. But it, I seen him come across, I seen him make that run first. I thought, oh no, don't miss, miss, miss. But he, he doesn't miss them, he's a top player. So, fair play to him. Just glad that he scored and we won. Another player, I should have mentioned before, Jordan Slew came off the bench. I thought he was tremendous. Scored one goal and uh, he was always in and about things, causing them problems. Yeah, he's a handful, isn't he? Slew, he, he come on Saturday as well and done really well. He come on tonight and done really well. Two impact players for us in McGuion, both of them. Really sharp, really quick, really powerful. So it gives the teams problems. A vital three points. You're back towards that playoff spot. Are you, are you just happy to still be under the radar, which you seem to be? Definitely. That's where you want to stay at, the, at this time of year. Just stay stay out of the spotlight and uh, keep putting wins together and climbing up the table. Hopefully he takes you up there at the end of the season. And finally for you, a winning return to your old stomping ground. Yeah, got a good reception off the fans, to be fair. Our fans were great tonight. Absolutely brilliant, sang the whole time. And it's, it's good to come back here and get a win. Jed, great performance tonight. Well done. Thank you. Well, Jacob, a 3-2 win tonight. Your goal in the 95th minute. A fantastic three-kick. Just just uh, how pleased are you that you've got your first goal for the Shrimps and it meant so much? Yeah, I'm buzzing, to be fair. Um, Last-minute goals are always, are always the best. Um, just stepped up to it and at first... Joe was shouting to play it down the side. I was thinking either to cross it, but it was one that it was in the last minute, so I thought, why not? A little birdie tells me that you weren't supposed to do that. You were meant to put it into the box. Well, that's what that's <laughs> what I mean. So we were looking on the side. They were saying to put it in the box. Um, even Joel was saying to play it down the side to then cross it in. But I thought I'll just have a go. It's one of those moments in the career where you think I've enjoyed that. I'm going to enjoy this and get make the most of it, and everyone else just piled in as well. Yeah, definitely. I think throughout your career, them moments are what, what you remember. Um, so, long may it continue. It's funny, if you score a goal like that when it when it's t- you're tuning up with 65 minutes, it's just a good, another goal. It's a good goal, but when it's 95 minutes, last kick of the game, to come back from 2-0 down, it just makes it all that more special. 
yeah, definitely, especially to get the three points, as you say, in that fashion. Um, it's what you dream of, scoring last-minute winners uh, and get the three points for the lads. It was a big three points, wasn't it, as well, because you'd gone 2-0 down after just 10 minutes and you came into it, played, played some really good stuff. 2-2 two, two would have been a decent result, but to get the three points, your third win away in the trot as well, yeah. really, really important win. Yeah, as you said, we got off to a bit of a slow start, um, but we knew if we passed the ball around, we could uh, create spaces in uh, different spaces of the pitch. Um, and then we fought back, we showed our character. I think we've done that the last few games and we're now putting a run together. Your manager said, you know, quite rightly, he's got a lot of options now on the bench with people like yourself, Guion, Jordan Slew's come on tonight and scored, Jan Songo's done well. It's hard to break into the team, but everyone's working so hard together when, when you're on the pitch, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think um, everyone in the squad uh, can play the part. Um, we've got a really strong squad. Everyone's fighting for the places. Um, it's been frustrating to be injured the last few weeks, but it's good to come back in and affect the, affect the game. Four wins in five now. You've given yourself a right chance, haven't you, of being right up there? Yeah, definitely. I think we're just taking it um, every game, game by game. Um, and we're only looking at the next one. Hopefully we can get three points. Um, just take it from there. Wimbledon away, obviously this Saturday, and another away game, Warsaw, next week. If the away form continues, that'll be uh, it'll be quids in. Hopefully. <laughs> As you said, we've, we've been a bit successful uh, the last few games away from home. Um, so hopefully we can continue that on the weekend. You mentioned about an injury. Are you feeling yourself uh, fully fit again yet? Yeah, it's always hard um, when you've been out what for three, four weeks. Um, so you don't feel like 100, 100%, but... I did feel good out there. I was blowing towards the end, but um, it was nice to come on and affect the game. Got to say, and I mentioned to the manager before, a lot of your winners have come really late in games like you did tonight. Great team spirit there. Yeah, definitely. It's a great bunch of lads. Um, the team spirit in the change room is unbelievable. It's one of the best I've been around, to be honest. Um, so I think that gets you through the hard times and we all stick together and we know what we can achieve. Wimbledon won't make things easy for you on Saturday, but you've got nothing to fear, have you? No, definitely. I think... Every game, we've not got anything to fear. We know what we can do and hopefully we can get them three points again. Jacob, a special goal tonight. A special first goal for the club as well. Well done. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks so much for downloading this episode. Really, really appreciate it. Well, what about that then at Pranton Park on Tuesday night? I think I've just about got my voice and uh, got my breath back after Jacob Davenport's free kick winner hit the back of the net with the last kick of the game. Goodness gracious me. And I said at the end of the game we were three points off the playoff spots with a game in hand. It's actually even better than that. It's one point. We are a single point off seventh place. 47 points in seventh. We've got 46 and we've got a game in hand on all of the sides above us in the table. We could be in the playoffs at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon if we get a result away at AFC Wimbledon. Not going to be easy because they're in and around the playoff mix as well, of course, but they did lose on Tuesday night. So let's look ahead to that game with Danny Baker. Danny's a massive AFC Wimbledon fan and is also one of the hosts of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Fans podcast uh, tells it like it is. One of the best in League 2, I reckon, uh, if you want to get some intel uh, on Johnny Jackson's men uh, ahead of our game there on Saturday. If you're not heading down to Plough Lane, full match commentary on 
Shrimps Live will be on FM and DAB. Listen for free across North Lancashire and Morecambe Bay. Or you can head over to morecambefc.com, click on the iFollow link and you can subscribe as appropriate. We have a very special guest co-commentator. In fact, two co-commentators joining Shrimps Live on uh, Saturday. One's got a connection with the club, uh, one hasn't. Uh, That is all I'm telling you for now. Check my social media feed, my Twitter account in particular, at DP Salmon, to find out more as we head more towards Saturday. But uh, let's look ahead to the game. It's going to be a fantastic encounter. Morecambe away at AFC Wimbledon this coming weekend. So, Danny, thanks for jumping back on our pod, mate. It's half-term, kids are under our feet and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I know it's manic in both of our houses this week. So, uh, thanks for taking the time. Before we talk about the game and uh, what's happened between when we played each other at the end of October and now, uh, give us the uh, the sales pitch uh, for the podcast, first of all. Well, obviously, we have the One Was at a Dream podcast, um, about 1,000 strong, which is going pretty good. Um, we talk about all different things. We try to get as many different fans on as possible um and it's been good we used to have it's quite funny because when as you know when you do a pod people think you've got this almost certain connection with different people in the club we are just fans talking to fans about fans um yeah it's still amazing we when we first started we used to get old we, we kind of interview old players but we used to be able to contact so we interviewed a couple of the assistant managers and the odd player and it was very very good and it was almost like the club got the ump and we're like, well, we don't like you interviewing a player. So now they've made this very strict, can't say the same for you guys. If we want to interview any players or anything like that, you have to fill out a form, what questions, the whole shebang. And we're like, you know what? What's much better is if we just do our own thing. So that's us. So we just do that. We do little quizzes occasionally. But a lot of the time, it's just us as football fans react- reacting to the week. It's almost like a coffee shop in our own houses and we try and deliver it. So... Every Friday on the way to work and on the way back from work, you've got some AFC women and content to uh, to listen to. Can be controversial, very opinionated, but normally there's me at one end of the spectrum, Lee at the other, and there's normally a guest who is somewhere in the middle, or it it kind of constantly moves around. So uh, yeah, that's us, and uh, yeah, long may. Long may podcasts continue. Absolutely, Danny. I, I suppose because you're not corporate or tied to the club in any way, like you say, you can be as frank as you like. And I suppose that makes for a for a better listen, really. Yeah, it can. But it can be. Again, it all just depends on what floats your boat. But the one thing we have is where it, there's no hidden agenda. It's just us talking about what's in our head. And not, you know, when we had, we've had a number of different players from different eras who have come on, and they've been very surprised that there was no curveballs, no sort of hidden. Um, agendas. It was just you're here. We want to hear about this conversation and the amount of the amount of players who have hung around afterwards and had a chat for an hour or so about other bits and pieces is um yeah it's good. But how's things your end? Everything all right? So yes, Derek Adams. Um, uh, when we played at the Mazuma, it was uh, one of his last games in charge. Actually, a couple of weeks later, he was down the road. Uh, went back to Ross County in the Scottish uh, Premiership, and uh, he's lasted twelve games. And uh, now he's uh, actively seeking employment elsewhere again. So uh, it's funny how the wheels turn sometimes, isn't it? And would you take him back again? Was it a third time round, or is it a case of he obviously did a half decent job for you guys? Would it is is the club in a position now where you've moved on or is the door maybe open? Derek will always be a Morecambe legend for being the manager 
in charge when we got promoted into League One for the first and only time in our history and then keeping us up in our first season in League One. And that will never, ever be forgotten. If, if somebody can buy and build a statue, happy days. Um, in terms of him coming back, uh, well, not not right this very moment. Absolutely, absolutely not. We've moved on. Uh, we've got a new regime uh, with uh, Jed Brannan, uh, who, funny enough, Derek bought to the club's first team coach not long before he departed. So uh, it's the Jed regime now. You never know what's going to happen in the future, of course. You, you never, ever know. Um, but is he actively going to come back in, in that next week? Mm, absolutely not. But uh, you never know what might happen in the future. I mean, you guys, we played you up yours. Um, and you were I thought you were excellent. I mean, it would have been easy for us to have Wimbledon fans to to say that we weren't at, at the races, which we weren't. But you guys, because of the park, I thought from start to finish, particularly the lad who got the hat trick. Is it Mellon? Is it Mellon? It was Michael um, Mellon. He was sens- yeah. Yeah, he was really, really good. He played well. And we we had like a, a, a brief sort of soiree, if you like, into your area once every blue moon. But we were we were soundly beaten. Um, and to be honest with you, since that loss, we've kind of picked up a bit of energy and a bit of momentum. And now we're hovering probably where you were when we played the last time. It's, it might be a, almost like a switch, switch places. What's been, so what's happened between then and now for you guys? Is it just a case of it's all change or has it been particular things that have not quite gone to plan? Um, it's just the, 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 the scale of the change really. Um, there were lots of managers touted for the, the, the position. Uh, we obviously inter- appointed internally for, for various reasons. Financial would have been one of them. Um, there would have been good candidates applying for the job. There's no doubt about that. There were some quite big names mentioned, actually. Dave Artell, Gary Bowie was mentioned. John Coleman, right, yeah, yeah. John Coleman was mentioned. I think it was always likely to be an internal appointment, no? and, and, and that's how it panned out with Jeb Brannan. And uh, we've, we've taken a while to, to, to obviously sort of get back on our feet, really. We weren't helped in January. We lost all five of our loan signings that we'd signed on so-called season oh, wow. loan loans all in five. the summer. All five of them got recalled. Um, and in oh. fairness, they are, they are all playing for either their parent clubs or they've gone out on loan uh, elsewhere. We lost our 15-goal top scorer, Michael Mellon. He went to Dundee. Uh, he's now he's got quite a nasty injury at the weekend, just gone, actually got to, a, a blow to the head and got taken to hospital. So I think he's going to be all right there. Uh, so losing 15 goals, and, and as you well know, losing your top yeah, yeah, best striker as well, that's hard to replace, isn't it? So uh, Jed's had to wheel and deal in the transfer window, uh, getting young players in, getting free agents in, and it takes time to gel, doesn't it? But uh, we're starting to find our feet now, and uh, we, we, we are climbing the table, I think it's fair to say. I mean, the loan market is such a cruel mistress, isn't it? You mm. kind of... They always say never fall in love with a lone player, and I, I totally Absolutely. agree. But particularly in League Two, I found League One it was a lot more calm. But League Two, you literally get a player in eight, in August, you back the club, you give them this sales pitch. Your boy's going to play. They play, and in January they just pull the rug out. Mm. It's just like it's it's so savage. In League One, it was always like, oh, just get a loan because you get a higher caliber player, and the likelihood is if they're in League One. Are they really going to move to the championship? No, not really. But with League Two, that player just goes into League One, and it's just it's so savage to try to to balance it. We obviously were going to lose our best loan, Joe Lewis, and we decided to mm. buy him. So we got very fortunate to buy him, but we lost um, Lemony Evans. He went back to Stockport, and he's been absolutely brilliant since he's been up there. Um, but it's been weird. You're you're fine on Saturday, but without our captain, our main two centre backs. 
our backup two centre backs, we're actually at fifth and sixth centre backs at the minute. Yeah, we've kept three clean sheets on the spin, and and we've looked, we've well two two clean sheets on the spin in the league. Yet we've been we've been quite decent, and it's obviously we've lost our Hamadi, which has been again it's probably exactly the same as you guys. We are a selling club. There's no argument on the fact that we're going to sell him, whether it was now or then. The club have decided to take a bit of a not too shy of two million, which is obviously huge. The big the big rumbling from Wimbledon though has obviously been I don't know if you have read much about it into us or not, but they had a big meeting, a big Trons Trust Me. Obviously, we're owned by the fans, and they decided to kind of suggest when we when we would have paid off all of our debt. So we've got a ten million pound stadium debt. And everyone was like, right, this is the date. And everyone got excited and they dropped the bombshell. It was 2042. So everyone was like, what? 18? What is going on? So That's quite the mortgage. Said, yeah. Well, it, yeah, it, it is really. And it's particularly when you're when we're selling players for 1.8 million and other bits and pieces. And they were like, right, well, at the moment, as it stands, it's an 18-year project to, to pay off money. We had a thing called the Plough Lane Bond which is where supporters lent the club money to pay for the stadium, which has obviously been amazing. Fans got to pick the length of the of the loan and the uh, and the extent of the interest. So you could do three years, four years, five years, or three, four, five percent. But they're now talking about doing a new bond to cover the old bond, and it's all got very, very complicated. But the big conversation has been around um, fan ownership. Now, obviously, you guys know a bit about this, but we've we're currently. At, at around 80% fan ownership and 20% investor. They've just had the conversations and starting the process to potentially make it 51-49, which is similar to like a Borussia Dortmund model and other, and other clubs. So it's going to be a very interesting conversation because obviously selling part of the club will be, will be huge. Um, it will probably clear the debt and we could move forward, but we do lose a little bit of what we are. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's never very dull at AFC Wimbledon, that's for sure. And we've won, what, five out of six at home. You guys are in for a, in for a game, I think, on Saturday. You're absolutely in the playoff mix, Danny. There's no two ways about that. And I think, as you said, you've done it against the backdrop of not having any fit defenders, uh, lost your star striker. I mean, you didn't really need him, did you, according to that? But you are, you are well and truly in the conversation for the top seven. There's no two ways about that. Well, we've won four out of five. Um, lost on Boxing Day to Sutton, which was an absolute horror show. Um, I guess in between all of that brilliant stuff, we lost to, and again, I have to be very, very delicate because who you are, who you mentioned, but we lost to MK. Some people don't like being called MK. Some people don't like being rivals or derbies and you go into the political landscape. But we, we've, been, we've been decent. We've got um, a brand new striker from Solihull, Josh Kelly, who played on Saturday. He was highly touted and we spent, I think, a fair few bob on him considering we obviously sold Ali. Um, and we've got we've got a, I don't know if you're a big fan or not a fan of a long throw. We have got a guy with a huge throw just come in from Port Vale. We played Sutton uh, United on Saturday, Danny. We played Sutton. Oh, Christ, so yeah. We're, 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 Jackson, all too, we're, all, just... we're all too aware of the, wrong, of the long throw. Yeah. What's his name? His name's Kofi Barmer, the, the chap that we've got. You had probably had Ryan Jackson who was at Sutton who had a decent throw. But it's just a bit... It's weird because we'd like to get the ball down and play, but the moment anything goes any minute in the penalty area, it's right long throw. It's 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 sort of quite odd. We don't have a, we're not a particularly big side. We've got big players, but not not normally all of them on the pitch at the same time. Um, but the real the real standouts for the, the, um, the viewers who would be 
potentially watching. Omar Bugiel has come back from the Asia Cup. Um, and what we normally play, we play four at the back. We play two holding midfielders, two wingers who like to don't really like to go around the outside. We let the fullbacks do that. Um, but Omar Bugiel kind of is the bridge between a lone striker. He kind of goes back, gets the ball and runs at you, which is quite weird. When you look at him, he's a very old-fashioned, you know, six-foot-two, arms-and-legs type player. But he's he's been excellent since he's come back. And um, it's not a surprise since we since he's been back in the mix, we've looked very good. So it's all, I don't I still think we're going to run out of puff, but I think you guys should be in for a decent game. But who should we be looking out for? Who are you? I mean, what are your aspirations as fans? Are you what, what are you thinking? I think first and foremost, our aspiration was uh, not to get relegated. To be perfectly yeah, honest with you're you, definitely not. That's not going to happen, is it? Well, we've got forty-three points. As we speak on uh, on on Monday, uh, we're playing. We've got a game tomorrow against Tranmere Rovers, so we could be on forty six coming to you. We do have a three point suspended deduction hanging over us uh, because we breached out the terms of not paying the wages uh, for a month last season, and we have a suspended sanction, and, and we've breached those conditions. So we might get three points knocked off in the coming weeks, perhaps. But we probably should already have enough points on the board to to, to stay up. Bear in mind that Sutton United and Forest Green Rovers can't get a point for a win for love and the money. Oh, so, you know, that, that that should be fine in that regard. And I think mid-40s is always enough anyway. So that's fine. So that's the first tick. Um, I, I'm not sure we've got any firm aspirations, really. I think it's going to be, certainly from the fans' point of view, it's, it's finished as high as possible, obviously, and stay in contention for as long as we possibly can. And if we're still only a couple of points outside the top seven, in a month's time, you just never know, dear. There's always a team that comes up on the rails and there's no reason why it can't be either of us, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it, it's a really weird one. There's so many teams, aren't there, that are stuck between 7th and 16th almost. And people like Notts County, obviously having lost their manager to Swansea, they seem to be on the absolute free fall. And other teams like us at the moment seem to be really on the charge. So I don't see, I don't see why we... I feel like we'll run out of gas. I really do. We, we're already four or five players down. We lack goals. We, we, I know it sounds a bit weird because we're winning games, but we, the one big thing we've had, and I don't know how we've managed to get him, is we've managed to sign Ronan Curtis from Portsmouth, who is absolutely miles above the level that we should be signing from calibre to play. He has been... Do you, remember, do you know, like when you get like Paul Merson and he starts to drift down the leagues slowly but surely, doesn't do a lot of running, doesn't need to, but then just gets it, whacks it in the top corner, and you go, oh, that's that's why he's that good. He's kind of done that twice now. Scored a great goal at the weekend. Scored against Mansfield to to, to beat to win that game two one. Um, he looks to be definitely a player who is returning from a serious injury. But my God, if he stays fit, I mean, he has just got. He's a bit, he's a bit wizardry like. He just seems to know exactly what to do, when to do it. Lets the other lads play. He just, just now, he's just started again. So I think, I think, yeah, like you said, it, it'll be interesting to see where our charges go. Um, and I guess it's always a challenge of you end one season. I think personally, I just want us to keep the same kind of nucleus of players. We've got. Quite a few younger guys. We'll lose the left back in the summer. Curry definitely to a championship team, I reckon. So we've got assets that are to be sold. I think we're in that balance where we haven't got loads of assets that might go up a league, but we've got assets that 
will will want to stay in a group. And I think enough of them are at a right age where we could build for a good year next year. So fans are very happy with the, the job that Johnny Jackson's doing then, Danny? I think I think so. I mean, he's obviously just been given a new two-year extension, him and Skiverton. The fans have been a really difficult one. I think I mentioned last time when I came on that, obviously, last year we were horrid. Absolutely horrid. We finished, what, third from bottom, I think it was? Two points of relegation. We were terrible. I, for one, was thought the manager was assuming to be sacked. The club have stuck with him and he's done a he's done a terrific job. We seem to be, we've also got a very, very good new football recruitment guy, head of recruitment, if you like, called Craig Cope, who seems to have masterminded a lot of old players coming in and really good balance. So I think the fans are happy. Um, I guess it'll always just be that modern football thing. I've got a friend who's a, who's a Millwall fan and there'll be some of, personally, I'm okay in this league. I think it's an, it's actually quite a nice league. I think, there are normally two or three teams who are very, very cut adrift. And as long as you're not one of them, you can go through the season where you're not like League One. I can't talk for you guys, um, but League One was just savage. It was just going up. Can we nick a nil-nil? No, we can't. OK, can we nick a nil-nil next week? And it was just got to the point. We've been watching Wimbledon play for a decade and we've been a losing team. We haven't finished above 16th since we've been in the Football League, apart from one year when we went up. So it's kind of a really weird situation now where many of the fans are like, do you know what? I wouldn't mind another year of watching us play and be competitive and buy some half-decent players and have a very comfortable year. This has been very comfortable. Whereas last year, we were already thinking, oh my God, are we going to get relegated? So I think I think he's done a good job. I think we're in a good place. But it all depends. You know, Some fans want to be automatics. There was an article recently on Twitter about how some Wimbledon fan thinks that they're going to, we're going to be automatic promotion. And I was like, oh God, here we go again. There's nothing quite as fickle as football fans, is there? That said though, Danny, you've beaten in recent weeks, you've beaten Mansfield, you beat Barrow at the weekend. So you can compete with the best in the division. At the moment. I mean, Cole Stockton turned up, he could turn up for Barrow, one of your yeah. old charges. Yeah, he's on. He's, How he's good on. was he, by the way? He was great. Absolutely amazing for us. Absolutely really? amazing. Part of the reason we went down in the second our second season in League One was uh, because Cole Stockton, for various reasons, uh, well, let's say he wasn't quite at the races for the first half of the campaign. He was a bit distracted with transfer speculation. Then he was ill. Then he was yeah. injured, and uh, we only really got him firing from about February onwards. He was still our top scorer. I think got 14 goals by the end of the season. If he'd have been firing for another just another couple of weeks before we managed to get him up to speed, we'd have probably been a League One club now. But uh, he was great for us. He's been a disaster for, for Burton Albion where he went to. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's why he's on loan at Barrow. So uh, good luck to the fella. Yeah, we. I mean, we've. it's been quite surprising. We've actually seemed to be the better the teams, the more they want to come and win a game. And the better the teams, we feel like we've picked them off quite well. I think we'll struggle against teams that, that come for a point or teams that will come to sit deep. And away from home, where at home, the pitch is really, really good. Like to play the ball, like to play good football. We played Bradford the other week and it was just an absolute mud fest. And it just was, the whole thing, just as a spectacle watching it, was was pretty dire. Um, but we, I, I, I am I'm very, very comfortable where we're at. We've got Accrington away Tuesday. So we go Accrington away, you guys Saturday, Crawley at home Tuesday. Um, so we're kind of all now playing people in and around us a little bit. 
Um, and I, I'm under the impression, I think, that this next month will be the bit where we'll lose a couple in the race. People like Gillingham, are they going to maintain a charge? They should really. Um, whether we'll, we're going to hang on, whether the likes of MK will drift into automatic, will Barrow drop out? I kind of feel like this is the time where things will start to, to shape the season. Um, and I just hope that we're in the mix, like you said. I don't really care about... I'd love to be seventh or sixth or whatever, but it would just be nice with a couple of weeks ago to have games with a little bit of edge on it, as opposed to being, right, we're in the middle of March, we've got 10 games left and we're dead, we're 12th. It'd be nice to just keep a little bit of pressure, a little bit of interest in the season, but we'll have to see, I'm afraid. We're a counter-attacking team who try and hit you on the break with pace. Danny, is that going to be a good good attacking tactic for us? It, it definitely will be because our centre-back is Lee Brown, who is actually a left-back, who's got absolutely no pace at all. At all. And I mean, I mean genuinely, our, our right-back normally is Huspiller, who's a very attacking player, but very rash. He's had a couple of shockers. We've gone back to... Um, and Deer, who's a lot more defensive. So I don't think you'll do us in in the fullback channel. Although, to be fair, Curry, our left-back, is quite a marauding left-back who wants to be a, be aggressive. I think the way that you're, you're if you want to a counter-attack, is you'll hit into the corners. Our centre-backs will get dragged, particularly Brown. Um, but we're a hard-working team. But I, I feel like teams that can move the ball quickly from left to right, and particularly into corners... Get a lot of success, particularly behind behind Curry, where Brown will sweep. I feel like that will probably be not to give your the whole game away, if you like, but I think that that will be a good area for you guys and set pieces. We're not the biggest side; we have struggled. We've got a very tall goalie, Alex Bass, but I think set pieces and you know counter attacks at pace with our centre backs, I think, will be a very very interesting ploy from you guys. Looking forward to the game enormously, Danny. Thanks so much for jumping on the pod, mate. Just before you go, one final question, and uh, yep. it's to do with our away travelling contingent. It will bring a, a reasonable following, maybe a couple of hundred or so. What can they expect well, from the What can they expect from the Plough Lane experience if they've not been before? Well, the first thing they'll find out is parking is horrendous. I found that so out as if, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anyone is going to drive down to the game, we obviously will welcome everybody. I found that whenever I, even I've been, I can't park. So I use the Just Park app. And what it does, it means you can just, I think if you pay five or six quid, you're not basically park on someone's drive. But that's a really good one. It keeps you, keeps you quite close to the action. If you get in the train, I would always suggest you get the tube to Tooting Broadway. Um, you get a nice bite to eat. Great curry houses. Great, you name it. They've got it in Tooting Market. Now is probably the place to be. Great food concessions all the way up and from Tooting High Street, it's just down the Blackshaw Road. So you're probably talking about a 15 to 20 minute walk or a bus that will take you there. Um, that would be good. In terms of the club itself, um, for those who don't want to go that far, just opposite the club, they've got the, the British staples of Starbucks and Greggs. So you can get yourself stuck into that. You'll see what can only be described as a massive, our statues are not quite Ronaldo's, they're Dave Besser, but it's a wooden one. We've got like a wooden chip chiselled um, statue of when we won the uh, FA Cup in 1988 and the Amateur Cup in 63. And you can even sit on a Womble bench. There we are. I mean, it doesn't get any more London than that. But it, it's it, it's a really friendly club. It's a really friendly environment. 
there'll be absolutely no trouble of any description. We're very, very family focused. You'll be sitting behind the goal. So you'll have plenty of room. I'm sure that there'll be plenty of opportunities to go. And it's, I, I think it's a, it's a very, very pleasant experience. I, I don't, I have never not been to Wimbledon watching away, but being at home, it's, it, it seems to be quite a, one of the away grounds, which is quite sensible, no real drama. We haven't really got a firm or anything like that. So if anyone is particularly concerned about coming, just like I was with you guys, I didn't have any qualms at all. We just drove up, parked up, went down the beach. It was just it was just a, a nice away day in the capital. But by all means, make sure that when you are going, all the traffic around the ground is pretty lively. So just make sure you're very, very careful as to when you leave when you get nearby i'm always one to leave early park the car and then have a wander around that would be my suggestion if you want to get as close to tooting as you can or even park at some a bit further away like polyers would just jump on the tube for a stop that might be a really good good opportunity to get some lunch and catch up with some people but i hope everyone who goes has a really really enjoyable day um, and safe travels Sound advice there, Danny. Thank you very much indeed, my friend. And uh, I think you are going to be in and around the top seven uh, conversation for, for many weeks to come. I think it's uh, it's not going to split up for quite some time yet. So uh, I suppose for both of us, really, the longer we're in, in, in that, uh, that, that chat, then the better, isn't it, really? So uh, looking forward to Saturday, Danny. Thanks very much indeed, mate. Just before you go one final time, give us the, the sales pitch uh, for the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Yeah, so we're the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. You can find us on Spotify. We're about about a thousand thousand listeners so it's pretty good it's it's in essence two blokes obviously not sitting in a pub anymore sitting in a cafe having some sort of macchiato talking about all things Wimbledon and occasionally someone who's vaguely rational will come and join the conversation but speak to small players we speak to each other we do all sorts of silly little competitions and stuff but in general it's just two blokes having a chat really which is the beauty of podcasts and uh, long may they continue nice very nice Danny thank you very much indeed mate uh, good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday of course <laughs> yeah fair play yeah. fair enough I'll give you that one every kick every game every goal full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio this is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio